Hey, what's good, everybody? It's me, your hero, Benjamin Banks, and you're listening to Leveling Up with Benjamin Banks. Joining me, as always, is my co-host, Double O-T, Terrific Crab. And, uh, you know, D, I don't know, man. It's just like mm. the world is always in need of a hero. The, the world's a vampire. And, you know, I feel like there's, there's certain times where, you know, each of us have to go off and we have to save the world. And D, uh, you know, he's not here with us. He had to go save the world, so... Uh, you know, we'll still be able to knock this out of the park like we always do. But Trav, how are you doing today, man? Hey, man, I'm feeling great. I'm feeling peachy as, you know, D let it let it out for me last week because he knows your boy's peachy, baby. Uh-huh. Hey, and I ain't talking true. about no peach milkshake from Chick-fil-A. Okay, okay. Well, well, Trav, you know, I feel like there's a reason why you're peachy because, you know, me and you... We are going to be going on a peachy adventure. Mm -hmm. And tell everybody what we're doing this week, man. That's right. That's because we are going to be live at the Red Carpet Cosplay Weekend for Dragon Ball Super Hero at the Cinema Cafe in Kemp's River in Virginia Beach. That's right. Your boys, Benjamin Banks, Trav. We're going to be there, double OT. We're going to be interviewing the cosplayers before the movie, after the movie, getting their reactions. I'm hyped. I'm hey. ready. I can't believe we getting to do this. It's full circle. Woo. I know. It's bro. It's it's awesome, man. And you know, not, not only are we going to be interviewing cosplayers, but we're going to be doing Q and A's with you know all of the Dragon Ball fans that are going to be there and just asking them questions about the entire series. Like, what are they expecting to see when they watch the movie? Now, you know, Trav. For me, you know, I saw the trailer and I'm just happy that Gohan is the main character in this. You know, for the last couple of movies, it's been Goku and Vegeta. And of course, those are the main characters. You know, those are the ones that people always want to see. But, you know, Gohan has always been my favorite character. And I'm hyped to see him be the main character again. And not only that, Piccolo's getting some shine too. And from what it looks like, yeah, from what it looks like, it looks like Goku and Vegeta aren't even going to be the main strays in the movie. So, yeah, I'll go to ask you, what are you looking forward to in this movie? I mean, I'm looking forward to our boy, former guest of the podcast, Jason Marnoka, making his live theatrical right. debut. That's what I'm looking forward to. You got to support the boys. Hey, exactly. You got to support them, man. So, uh, you know, when it comes to supporting, you know us, we love interviewing people. We've had so many amazing great guests up here on leveling up with benjamin banks and you know the voice acting community they always show us love and you know we have a special guest today she's an awesome person and then that's voice actress kat protano and you know trav i want to go ahead and uh tell this story too because you know kat is somebody that has been coming up on my friend suggestion on facebook for you know so long for a couple of years now and I was just like, yo, like, I, I have a feeling that she's a voice actor, but I don't know because it's just like we get so many people that show up on our friend suggestions mm -hmm. and whatnot. But then on Twitter, I was like, OK, she is a voice actor. And, um, you know, I went ahead and slid into DMs after Trav followed her. And uh, yeah, Trav, it's, it's, it's crazy because he was just like, yeah, you stole my guest and whatnot. And uh, we're going to we're going to talk about this a little bit more once we uh, give her a call. So that way. Uh, we can have a good time and meet a new friend. But before we get into today's interview, make sure that you rate and subscribe to us yes. on Spotify. Make sure you do it on Apple Podcasts. You know, give us the five star. 
leave a comment tell us why you love us or tell us why you don't like us you know let us know like we are you know fine with critique and whatnot because when you get a critique you become better and mm -hmm. that's what we like to do up here we get those experience points and then we level up so right, make dude. sure you do that and uh here's a word from our sponsor golden eat tattoo you can find them at 3109 airline boulevard portsmouth virginia for all your nerd related tattoos Leading the area, that is Miss Denise and her team. If you call over there and you mention leveling up banks, you get 10% off your tattoo. That number is going to be 757-465-1010. Call them today. You know, joining us today is a very special guest. Mm -hmm. First, Trav, you followed her on Twitter. And yeah. then I slid in the DMs. And like you just cut said, cut me off in traffic, team. bro. You, I was driving. You cut me off in traffic. And <laughs> I'm taking this exit first. I said, all right. Hey, Trav hit me up that night. He was like, I see uh, you stole my <laughs> guest. I was like, <laughs> I was like, what are you talking about? Stole How dare you? How dare, dare you? you? Yes. And that is voice actress Kat Protana. Kat, how are oh, you doing today? I'm good. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Hey. Absolutely. Absolutely, like Trav just said. So, Absolutely. Uh, so the first question that I ask every guest on Leveling Up with Benjamin Banks, Kat, is what is your origin story? Every hero or villain has one. So tell everybody who you are. Oh, well, uh, first I fell down from space as a star. Oh, you too? And, yeah, and I <laughs> hit the ground. And uh, ever since then, it's uh, I've been living life. Uh, That's why you got the star logo. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> um in terms of like like voice acting, my origin story. A cat, cat is a person. Who is cat? Yeah, who is cat? Yeah. He's a person. We want to hear, like, yeah, hear about the origin roots and yeah, Boston, the origin you story. I mean? You say you fell from the sky. Like everybody needs to know <laughs> who cat is. It's just like they know that you're a voice actress, but right. we want to know like what is the origin story? Like what led to you becoming a voice actress? Did you get what bit did you by a radioactive? To today? Yeah, did you get bit by a radioactive wolf and you know all that? <laughs> I wish. Uh, well, uh, so Star fell down into Boston, Massachusetts, and my parents were like, whoa, there's a child. Let's raise that thing. And then, uh, you know, grew up in Massachusetts. Uh, go Sox. Uh, and then uh, went to school in downtown Boston at Suffolk University. And then mm. while I was pretty much, like, finishing my senior year of college undergrad, uh, this little thing called the pandemic started and mm -hmm. uh, I was working in the service industry. I was waitressing at the time and um, they were like, uh, you can't come in. So uh, bye. See ya. Um, so I basically left the was unemployed, left the city, moved back in with my mom and like just just outside the city uh, was do bored doing nothing mm -hmm. on unemployment because I couldn't work. Um, I was like, I got to do something with my life. And I had just finished playing uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake. And I nice. was like, the voice acting in that game is just like, oh, chef's kiss, so good. And um, so I, I was fresh off that. And then I was kind of like here and there on Twitch watching voice actors stream on Twitch. And I was like, I kind of want to do that. So I bought a microphone and just kind of sat in my closet and did auditions for fan stuff and indie nice. stuff and like original stuff and then two years later i moved, packed up my bags and moved to los angeles and now i do it full time and it's awesome i love it so much nice hey that was an awesome origin mm -hmm. story 
You Thank know what I'm you. saying? You're wild. <laughs> I, I love that you said that you just went in the closet and you just recorded. And, you know, something that I wanted to piggyback off of was, uh, you know, your bio on your page. You said that you would spend a long drive sitting in the backseat, just telling stories to your parents and whatnot. And it's crazy because I was just talking with my mom earlier today and uh, I'm going to be doing, I'm going to be the MC at Superstar Anime. And she was just like, I'm just so proud of you. I I remember when you were a kid and, you know, you used to always have these outlandish stories that you would tell. And me and your brother, we would just look at each other and be like, (laughs) what is Banks talking about? And, you know, she bought me a tape recorder when I was in middle school. So that way I could record these stories because I just love telling stories. So I just thought that that was interesting that. It's just like we're kind of similar. We both came crashing down from the sky and, uh, you know, Mm -hmm. we told these outlandish stories. So I want to ask you, like, what is a story from your childhood that you remember that you told your parents where they was just like, okay, what is going on here? Oh, my gosh. Oh, man. I'd have to, like, call my mom up. Like, like I like you said in my bio, I was like, you know, fellow storyteller. Um, I was always a big fan of like fairy tales and mythology and I still am. And I actually like when I did my undergrad, I did, I, my, my major was journalism, which I do not do anymore. And my minor was creative writing. And I basically did like studies in the classics and like folklore, fairy tales, mythology. Uh, so I, I still am very into that. But back then I would basically like watch a Disney movie or like a Barbie movie or something, some kind of animated movie. And then I'd be like, I'm going to put my own spin on it. So mm-hmm. my poor mother would be driving and I would be, or my grandma too. I did this to my grandma and she will, she will always remind me more than my mom. But I would tell like these like, oh, cats take on what would happen in instead if like Mm -hmm. cinderella like didn't like the shoe didn't fit or something and then (laughs) i love this exactly but i was like a six-year-old like who in like to create it was probably sounded like a fever dream because who knows what i was talking about i don't even know what i was talking about and it would be like three hour long car drives and i (laughs) my mom would exactly (laughs) my mom would be like we're gonna have thirty minutes of quiet time now because you need to stop. You gotta, you gotta shut it. Yeah, that's funny. And yeah, that's how my oldest is. That's Zoe. what I was about to ask. Thanks, no Zoe, man. Like <laughs> she just goes on and on. I'd be feeling like Lord Beth Timberg and Good Burger, <laughs> and now tooted me up, and like Ed's just brain is just fried from listening. <laughs> yeah. Just listen, man. Like that's it's just it's crazy, man. Like I. I can just think of like some of the crazy stories that I used to tell my mom, but it's, it's very similar where it's just like, I will watch a cartoon or a anime and I will put my own spin on it. Like, you know, I would tell people, Oh yeah. So I went to the sale games and I was fighting <laughs> sale and whatnot. And this before fan fiction. Yeah. This was before <laughs> I know, fan we fiction. Were, we were doing fan fiction before we even knew what it was. That's right. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's funny to, to, you know, see where we go in life and, you know, these stories, I feel like that they make us into the people that we are today. Cause you know, uh, even back then, like I used to come up with all of these wrestling stories in my head and then like travel knows what I'm about to say. I ended up becoming a professional wrestler and mm-hmm. uh, hey! I, I'll say, I'll say one of my greatest achievements from telling the story was uh, there was a WWE video game and they were having a contest because uh, you could create your own stories in the video games. And I submitted my story 
and it got put in WWE 2K12. They sent me a copy of the game for free, and they sent me a copy of another game for free. And I was just like, that's Whoa. awesome. Because it's like, you, you don't expect stuff like that, you know? So, no. No, not so, like that. So something else I wanted to piggyback off of, you know, you said that you would tell your grandparents and your mom about the Disney stuff. Like, yeah. what are your top three Disney movies? Oh, my gosh. You're opening a can of worms here. Okay. Uh... That's what we do here. <laughs> That's right. We, we love the worms. All right. Well, who doesn't? Uh, let me think. Okay. I think number one is Beauty and the Beast. Okay. Because it's I, like, it's just so good. I'm it like, is, and it is good. I'm a big romance fan. So, mm, like, same here. yeah. So, like, that movie. <laughs> you too. <laughs> <laughs> and I, and like, as a kid, I think uh, I was having this discussion with someone the other day. It's like sometimes your favorite movies come to you at a time when you need them most. And that's why they're your favorite movies because they just resonate with you so much. And like, I don't even think when I was a kid, it was even my favorite movie. But I think like, there was kind of like a time in my life where uh, this is kind of a tangent. Like, for example, I was like very sad when I was in my teens, like dealing with depression, didn't have much to do, didn't have many friends. So I turned to video games, specifically like the Legend of Zelda franchise and like, like, th you know, any other time I would play those, obviously I'd probably like them, but like they're so important to me because I would come home from just like hating school in life and I would play yeah. those and they just like opened up my world and I was just so happy and they just mean so much to me. So I think Beauty and the Beast came at a time when I when I needed it most and I was like, ah, oh, romance and like finding the best in other people Absolutely. and like learning to love yourself no matter what you look like. I, um, I love that. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So and then number two, oh man. I really like Princess and the Frog and like okay. this one is mostly because like I just really like the two main characters and their romance and like their dynamic together is really mm. cute because I love like an enemies to lovers and they kind of are like enemies to lovers and it was the last time Disney did a 2D animation exactly. and they went full 3D and it's just yeah. like so beautiful and such a gorgeous movie and I'm very excited that they're turning the um, Splash Mountain into a Tiana ride because right, like yeah love princess and the frog um yeah so that one and then number three uh, oh man maybe tangled i really like tangled. I was, when you brought up two characters kind of not liking each other to falling in love tangled yeah. is what went through my mind <laughs> you can just kind of see like exactly like where i enjoy my romance and mm -hmm. it's like in all those three but at the same time i am a big fan of like the medium of animation and like yeah. those movies just really like pushed pushed the boundaries of like what you can do and i i really enjoy i was talking to my roommate about this today when when animation does something completely new like i like when i watched shrek 2 or all the shrek <laughs> movies i was like puss in boots like he's a cool character right but i don't i wouldn't see a full movie about him but then i saw the trailer for the new puss in boots where it's like that 2d 3d kind of hybrid yeah and i'm like that is cool Spider-Verse, like just stuff that like transcends yeah. the medium. I'm like, that is awesome. I love that. That's so that's funny you brought up Shrek, because remember when Shrek came out, this was like groundbreaking animation. Yeah. And yeah. Zoe's been on a Shrek kick. So like we watched <laughs> Shrek and I was like, God, this does not I can't believe this was groundbreaking. Like this looks like I know. Yeah. You watch old stuff and you but it's like the same as playing old video games. Like I would play like 
of, I don't even know, like, Brand, like Twilight Princess when I was younger, and I was like, this is the coolest gra- or like Smash Bros. Uh, Brawl, and I was like, these are the yeah. coolest graphics <laughs> of all time. They made and those like, Final back. Fantasy memes where they're like, yeah. these are the best graphics, and it shows like Squall's face. Yeah, Squall's and it's face like, yeah. is all messed up. <laughs> it's literally I, there's, just there's a bunch a- of pixels. <laughs> There's a meme going around now where uh, it shows Stone, yeah, Stone, Stone Cold, Cold Steve it's Austin. So funny, and it's just like when we were kids, we was just like, man, like these graphics, these were awesome. awesome. Yeah, they were awesome. And you know, we can't move along. You know, you got to tell us what Zelda game was the one that you was playing when you would come home. And I was just like, yo, I just need something to pick me. What game was it? Uh, I think it was okay. It's was mostly Twilight Princess, but also Wind Waker was like the first one I ever played. Like my dad bought me and my brother a GameCube and we mm-hmm. played Wind Waker. And I, at the time, I didn't really understand how video games worked, so I could never get off, like, the starting island. I so my it. brother would play it <laughs> and I would watch like it. And I would be like, whoa, awesome. And then, like, a couple years later, uh, I played Twilight Princess and it was, like, the first time I'd, I ever completed a video game really by myself without mm-hmm. any help from anyone. I so love I was, that. Yeah, so I was like, wow, I did this all by myself. I figured it out. I can never do it. Or we'd, we'd even have, like, our, na- our next-door neighbor come over and play like ocarina of time for us because we just like didn't understand how to progress a right. game Yo, so, yeah i i feel you on that because ocarina of time was the first zelda game that i had ever played and mm-hmm. remember when it would uh it would get dark and the skeletons would come out of the ground i, oh I would stop God. playing because <laughs> yes, i because i was scared i was scared before <laughs> yeah i have told this i told it uh when we did our halloween uh episodes so but funny it's just wild because I remember my mom rented me the game from Blockbuster uh, and I stopped playing the game because I was just like, I'm not trying to go out at night and then skeletons are going to come up out of the <laughs> ground and take me out. So, it, and see, I feel like, Kat, I feel like me and you came from the same planet because mm. Ocar- <laughs> Ocarina of Time was the first Zelda game that I beat. And uh, after I beat that game, well, not first Zelda game, but it was the first video game I had ever beaten. And I Ooh. felt like, after that, I could beat any game. It might be Super yeah. Mario 64. Right, and, right. You know, Zelda holds a special place in my heart. And uh, the next tattoo that I get is going to be Deku. Same. It's, it's going to be it's going to be Deku from uh, My Hero Academia, and he's going to be holding the, he's going to be holding the Deku mask from Majora's Mask because that's my favorite uh-huh. Zelda game. Hell so. yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, I was going to say my next tattoo or my first tattoo is going to be I I was. Thinking maybe the like like a Triforce, but then like the Silent Princesses flowers mm-hmm. from Breath of the Wild, mm-hmm. um, just because Zelda is so important to me, and it's like yeah. it's just yeah. And I know a lot of people feel the same way, and like I don't even like I don't play them like I used to. Like I would play like I would always be playing a Zelda game, That's, and I now yeah, uh, now <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Where's the time? Where's uh-huh. the time now? But uh, yeah, Breath of the Wild. I'm very excited for Breath of the Wild too. I will. I was saying to my friend last night, I will be like taking time off work. I will be getting it at midnight. I will mm-hmm. be staying up all night to play it, and it's. Uh, I'm very excited for that game. And now I'll go ahead, Trav. I was gonna say, and I promise we're gonna talk about your career eventually for sure but, <laughs> but this is what we do no, up here no, but this is what we we're do. gonna we're gonna fangirl yeah. well over one here thing i do want to say is um i'm really big into like comedy and comedians mm. are a little bit of a tortured soul kind of thing like they're actually very deep individuals and they got like a lot of trauma that they got to deal with but i listened to this i don't know if you've ever seen a practical jokers but joe gatto has a 
podcast with Steve Byrne called Two Cool Moms. Mm -hmm. And earlier today, they were talking about like their love of video games and his favorite video game is Tomb Raider. And he was talking about when he was a kid, he had no friends. And he used to play this game on Sega Genesis. I forgot what he said it was, but it was this guy and he had like a hawk and like the hawk, you could become the hawk and fight people. And he was like, I used to pretend like the hawk was my friend because I had no friends. But and like that stuff sounds silly, the kind of stuff we were talking about earlier, but it's like, this, this is important to people. Yeah. You know, yeah, animation, video games and stuff relating to characters and mm -hmm. yeah, like, you know, these are, this is real stuff, man, that really helps people get through whatever they're going through at any age. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's why I want to be, like, that's why I do this kind of, well, part of the reason why I do my work is just to, like, be part of the things that mean so much to people. Exactly. And really mm -hmm. resonate. Like, there are some times that I'll be playing a game or watching a movie or a show where a performance will just, like, really sit with me and I'll be like I don't know how they did that and like sometimes I'll get really lucky and I'll get to like take a class with them or meet them just in the wild in LA and like get to ask them how they got to that point how to like do how do you bring out those emotions because that's not easy to do and it's like so cool to I think and it's cool to them because they're like to me to them they were just sitting in a in a studio with like a excel spreadsheet in front of them and like to me i was in front of a screen like tears running down my face kind of mm -hmm. deal so it, it's cool to like have that back and forth and it's like those this medium video games animation all fan stuff is just so important to people and i know sometimes the older generations are like they don't get it but like yeah. we get it yeah mm -hmm. we uh-huh now you know something else i wanted to piggyback off of and and i'll pass the ball to trav but it was something that you had said earlier when you were talking about your origin story about how you would watch a Disney movie. And if you were feeling a certain type of way, like it could make you happy and it bring you joy. And I feel like recently um, one of the Disney movies that does that for me is turning red. Like, I can't believe I've watched it eight times now. And uh, wow. I feel like every time I watch it, there's something in the movie that it's just like, I can relate to like, um, at the end of the movie, when when May's mom, when she tells May that you're always trying to make other people happy, you just need to worry about making yourself happy. And I was just like, man, like, mm -hmm. I needed to hear that. And Trav knows, because it's like, I had went to go visit one of my friends, and she ended up uh, ghosting me when I went to go visit her. And I was driving home listening to that, and I was just like, dang, man, it's just like, you know, I do always try to make other people happy, but... You know, mm. that's the job of trying to be the number one hero, man. You, always, yeah. <laughs> you try to make other people happy. And then it's just like, when you need somebody, it's like, who's there for you? Right. Have you seen Turning Red? It's one of my favorites. It, 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 that movie, like, it's, I don't, because I think, like, obviously I'm not from Canada, but um, that really embodied, like, the whole kind of experience as of growing up as a young girl in the early 2000s and, yeah. you know, being kind of a nerd, being kind of weird, you know, mother-daughter relationships, not always the easiest to deal with. And like, there were many tears shed and like, it's, yeah, that, that movie came at a right time too. Mm -hmm. That and like, 
I feel like it was that movie back to back with like everything everywhere all at once where it was like the mother daughter oh, dynamic yeah. kind of That's movie. That's still my favorite movie of the year. That's it is such so a good, good movie. Yeah, man. So good. And it's like it they it's those movies really resonate with me and like I left I mean I saw Turning Red on Disney Plus in my house but like turning off the movies and walking away I was there just tears streaming down my face and just like I called my mom. I was like, you got to watch this. I know. Like, doesn't it? I mean, it's like, you know, I'm I'm a guy, but I, I feel that. It's just like whenever I watch the movie, I think about my mom and I'm just like, mm-hmm. I want to call her and talk with her and whatnot. Because, I mean, even going to uh, Encanto, I feel like there's a character in that uh. movie that everybody can relate to. And, yeah. you know, for me, it would be Louisa. But then at the same time, my mom, who still hasn't seen either movie, um, she will relate to Louisa as well, but I, I really want her to watch. I wanted her to watch Turning Red when she came home, and she was just like, I, uh, "You already know what I'm going to do. I'm going to fall asleep while I'm watching the movie." <laughs> and, and, and Trav knows. Trav, My mom is see, the same that's, way. Hey, that's just trickle down from from it, mother to son. It does. <laughs> hey, what, hey, me and Trav will go watch a movie. And I'll be knocked out. And I'm just yeah. like, oh, hey, not God. even just my, my man played Kingdom Hearts three one time. And the cut scene was so long. My man passed out <laughs> on the couch. <laughs> I mean, it's, 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 that's how it is being an adult. Like I was in a party with my friends um, and like, they was just like, yeah, man, we just heard you snoring. So we left the party. It's just like, What's the <laughs> point of staying in there? You know, but, uh, but Kat, you know, talking about video games mm. and, you know, you getting into voice acting, like, how was it like when you, audition to voice in the first video game that you did uh well i think uh, i can't really talk about like what the video game is but the first like big video game as in like pretty big uh like i you know got the booking email and cried a lot uh the first time i auditioned for that game well like seeing those auditions in your inbox is like uh, the uh, oh my god that's in my inbox i'm seeing this i get to do this and like I don't even care if I book it. I get to do the audition and that's cool. That's awesome. Like, you know, they say, they always tell you when you like go to a class, they're like auditioning is the job. Like the book, you know, the, the real work is the audition. And then, you know, sometimes you get lucky and you book it and then you do it and then you get paid. But, um, auditions are just like so fun because, you know, going back to the storytelling thing is like, you get to storytell, you get to be those characters and like, it's almost like you're role playing. You are those characters. You get to enter these different yep. worlds in your head and do that. And you get to do that several times a day. And sometimes you book it and then you get to really be that character even more and it's yours and it's it's really cool. And yeah. So I got got getting those auditions in my inbox and then like I had like my uh, one of my other friends also got the auditions, so we were kind of like helping each other back and forth and like um we 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 did really good work that day and just like getting to kind of like take apart a character with so little like you do not get a lot well usually you don't get a lot you just kind of get the lines and a little blurb and just like coming up with like like just reading in between the lines coming up making choices making this character yours is just like so fun like we both of us we spent a couple hours in the booth going through these and it was it was really cool and then and then i booked it and that was that was really exciting i called my mom in tears i called well i i told i was like i booked a big thing i can't say what it is but it it's a cool thing and she was like yay (laughs) i don't know what it is and i'm trying to get my mom to my mom is like a very basic 
she plays Animal Crossing. Animal Crossing is like her favorite mm-hmm. game of all time. Yeah. She she'll play it every day. She doesn't really get the other video games, but my brother my brother is a like he's a streamer and he does esports, so we're slowly trying to get her to play some more bigger things. And I was like, Mom, we're gonna teach you how to play this game when it comes out and you're gonna like it. So mm-hmm. Yeah, I still like think find out. I still think her playing Animal Crossing is a big deal because that's a grind game, you know. Yeah, it is. She loves that. I mean, because when when I was a kid, her and I would play the the original GameCube version together. Uh-huh. So nice. and and we've kind of played every single one that's come out together, and it's like cool to look at. Like it was just different points in our in our lives as we were playing them, and so. You know, the the most recent Animal Crossing came out during the pandemic and my brother and I were living with her at the time because both of us were, you know, home from college, no jobs. And so she was using our switches to play. And then he went back to college and then I was moving to L.A. So for her birthday, we bought her a uh, her own Nintendo Switch. So nice. now, yeah, yeah so now awesome. she gets to play it every day. And then like on Thanksgiving this past year, it was like my first Thanksgiving not on the East Coast with my whole family. So so just so we could like be together somewhat, she like showed me around her island on Thanksgiving. So I wasn't That's completely awesome. alone. <laughs> See, man, you know, I, you know, I'm kind of envious because you know you played the games with your mom and whatnot. You know, I tried to get my mom into playing video games, but you know, I, after I whooped her ass in Tekken, she ain't want to play <laughs> no more. You know, what I'm saying? you it's brought like, her in for Tekken and then whooped her ass. And you, you, you hear the way he says it too. It's just, I mean, like, but you gotta think, but you gotta on. think about it. Hold on, Rondell. Hold on. It's just like she used to whoop my ass physically all the time. So I got to whoop her ass and take it. You were you know? getting revenge. Exactly. Getting that perfect corner and it must you know, have felt good. It did feel good. It did feel good. And Trav, I'll pass the ball to you. Be ashamed sir. of yourself. I'm never ashamed. <laughs> now, you know, not me personally being from the area, but you know, my whole family being from Massachusetts and New Hampshire, you know, I grew up a Sox fan and Oh uh, yeah. Um I gotta ask you though. What made you say, I'm going to L.A. and staying out there? And then when you get there, it's like, how how is that different culturally for you? Because pro- I've never been to L.A., but I already know. It. It's, it's not Boston. It is, it is a whole different world. Whole different but, world. Uh, yeah, it really is. But to go back to the beginning, uh, I, I was doing – I was – very lucky to be booking enough, you know, working out of my own home in Massachusetts that I could afford, like I had enough savings to be like, oh, I can, you know, go over there. I can do that. And, you know, that's a very privileged thing for me because not everyone can do that. Some, you know, I, 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 not to like to my own horn, but I, I work very hard. I, I do like a lot of audiobooks just to pay the bills. I do commercials. Mm-hmm. I do like narration work just to get there. Um, so I was like, Maybe I could make the move. Um, not like I didn't, I didn't, I had, I didn't even get an agent to, till recently. So people are like, oh, you're just going over there. You know, it's really expensive to live there. Do you have like, you know, connections out there? And I was like, I've worked with some studios out there, but I just want that experience of working in a studio because I've always been, you know, just in a closet with foam yeah. surrounding me. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, like we see here. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now I've, I've upgraded. This one's a little better than the closet, but, uh, yeah. yeah Cause so you, I, you recently just posted about that. Yeah. I, so I've had this booth for, um, maybe like six months, but I did, um, I did just move, uh, to a different part of LA. So I had to like 
you know, get this thing moved, which is like a whole, whole, uh, whole project. It's, it's, whole a big, it's a big, hey, you saw the picture? It's a big I saw the, box. Hey, look, hey, if you would have gave us a call, Trav could have came with the helicopter, scooped right. it up, uh, dropped uh, it right in the new place. But now I, you know, now you know for the known. future. Okay, yeah, for the yeah, future. Next time yeah, I move. Hey, when, you need, when you need to be moved, it's just like the Grand Theft Auto missions. Trav comes down with the <laughs> helicopter. Right. And it hooks, it hooks everything well, up. You don't then... call the Ghostbusters no more. You... No, no, you call Trap. <laughs> you better call Trap. <laughs> perfect, perfect. Um, but yeah, go, going back to you know the move, I, I I made it out here, and it was it was cool because I had made a lot of friends online and like meeting them in person, and now like I see them every day. We all live so close together. It's it's awesome. You finally get to live near your internet friends. Whoa, it's crazy. Yeah. Um, and booking my first, I. My first in-studio session was, it, it, it was really cool just to like go in there and be in there and do it and be like, whoa, this is so official and I don't have to engineer myself. And it was really cool. It's, is that really, released yet? What, what you did? Uh, the first one I did in-studio, I don't think it is, but I think, okay. it, I think it will be soon. There's the, yeah. The, no, I, on... I, I asked that because I didn't want to ask you what it was and then, then you know, you can't yeah. say it because it ain't yeah. happening. Yeah. You know? Hey, well, look, with the snap of a finger, we could erase. <laughs> <laughs> I know. You can scrub it on out. Um, but yeah, I, I wish I could. There's there's so much stuff. Luckily, I have a couple pretty big things coming out even this month, the next few months that I can finally talk about. But nice. yeah, the, the first in-studio gig I did, hopefully it, it'll come out soon. It was... It was a, a very cool project, and I got to... I had a pretty significant role in it, so I got to go to the studio, like, a bunch. And, like, mm -hmm. there's just something really special about seeing those people. Like, I'm very glad things are hybrid, where, you know, people from all over the world can work anywhere and yeah. be safe and not have to worry about going in and getting sick. But at the, at the same time, when you do get to do that, if it's available and you're safe... It's so cool to like put faces to voices and like make friends and make connections and see people and then see them again later and be like, oh my God, I've seen you before. We worked together. We had so much fun. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's cool being out here. And then it's cool like getting to meet people and see people who I have looked up to for a long time because I've always been a nerd. I've always been into this kind of stuff. And I've always been like, oh, who voices in this thing that I'm playing Same. or that I'm yeah. watching? And getting to meet them in person and just like them being, oh, you're a normal human being just like me. Whoa, that's crazy. And then now you're friends. And like one of my best friends out here, he is a lead in one of my favorite, two of my favorite animes of all time. One of them was one of the first I ever watched. And um, like getting to meet him and be like, whoa. Are we gonna be best friends? And then now we're best friends. It's like, wow, you're such a cool like person. Did we just? Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. So yeah, that's that's definitely a cool thing about living out here now. And it, it is a whole different world. It is hot. It is hot and dry. Mm -hmm. But I love it out here. It's cool. I think there's a lot of like with LA. Yeah, it's expensive. Yeah, there's like influencers in the wild everywhere. But I think there's a lot of like. The, the nerdy culture, the artsy culture, people are not afraid to just be themselves. And it's there's a cool community out here. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of those uh, voice actors that are in L.A., you know, I, I just hope that they're not mad at me because I owe a lot of people breadsticks. And, uh, mm -hmm. you know, 
I don't know when we're going to, I mean, try, maybe now that you got the helicopter, we can head over there. So that way I can give them these breadsticks and the marinara sauce. And because, the marinara sauce. Hey, you can't you know promise of, these things. You can't I tell know. them you have breadsticks and he, then. He writes a lot of checks that sometimes you can't cash. <laughs> you know, it's, just, it's, it it's just like, I'm the type of person, like, uh, because we do so many things with cons now, and we know so many voice actors that have never, you know, gone to a con or been invited to one. I'm just like, mm. yo, we're going to bring you to Virginia. And I, I know some <laughs> people. and But no, but Trav, I can I can say that I talked with somebody today and they told well, me. he's the MC. A, you know, yeah, I'm the MC. Right? I'm the master yeah. of ceremony. So, you know, yeah. it's just like I talked with somebody and they was just like, so, you know, put a list together of like some of your voice acting friends and, you know, I'll pass it along to somebody and then yeah. we can go from there. Because, you know, somebody that we interviewed uh, back when we first started, Ken Michael, it's just like, you know, I had reached out to him to check on him and he was telling me, he was like, yeah, I've never been invited to a con or anything. And he's done so much work. He like, you know, he's. He's a legend. He's a 90s legend. We, he yeah. was on sitcoms and he was on As Told by Ginger and he was the main character in the Saints role game for years. And I'm just like, yeah, man, like, I'll see what I can do, man. I, you know, it I don't have that con. much. Yeah. <laughs> well, if you're ever at a con out here or if we are crossing paths in cons, I will definitely come say hello. Oh yeah, yeah we're gonna hand you the breadstick like a bit. Yeah, we're gonna hand you the bread. Hey, look, I'm gonna be standing <laughs> yes. there like this, be like, here go your breadsticks, man. Now, you know, uh, to piggyback off of something that you had said, you know, growing up and then you know, being one of those type of people that like who voices this character? I want to know who voices this. Like, has there ever been uh well, I mean, sorry, you already answered that question, but like who was the person that you know you always wanted to meet and you finally met them and you were starstruck by meeting this person. Is this the best friend that you were talking about or is there somebody uh, else? Well, I feel like there's a few of them who can apply to that. And like, it wasn't all, like some of them uh, not in person per se. Uh, like, you know, just cause we, they, most of the last, most of my career has been remote, but I got to meet Yuri Lowenthal, which was really nice. cool. And like, I, that dude is a freaking legend. And like, um, I, I've gotten to meet, uh, yeah, my friend, my friend, um, his name is Alan Lee. He's in. Um, hey, wait, we interviewed Alan. Yeah, we know yeah. Alan. Yeah, we Alan. know Alan Lee. Yeah. yeah, so he, like, I remember, I watched Great Pretender. And, hey, and hey, well. We had a full hey, Great sorry, Pretender Ken. month. Yeah, I'm sorry. Ah! Hey, I got to let everybody that's listening and watching right now. We had a Great Pretender month back in September. We had Alan Lee up here. We had Kasar Muhammad, Lauren Post, Aaron Phillips. You could check out those interviews either mm -hmm. up here on YouTube or on the podcast. You know, we always plug in everything. But yeah, Alan is an awesome person. I'm going to check those out. Yeah, he's great. And he's really helped me. And like, there, there, there is a handful of people out here in the industry who are like, I want to help. Like, people helped me get to where I am, and I want to help the new gen. And I have been very nice. lucky to have been helped by a couple of those people who just genuinely want to see you succeed. And, like, I want to, you know, pay it forward when I can. So whenever I can recommend people to a director or studio or something, I'm like, hell yeah. I got names. I got lists. Here we go. Take them. Like, I just want to see everyone succeed and just, like, because I've been very lucky to get to do yeah. it. And I've had people look out for me. And sometimes, like, like some, sometimes you don't have people looking out for you. So I want to be that yeah. person. Yeah, we've had that, yeah. we that on the pod where um, they gave us a list of names. And they were like, tell them I sent you. Yeah. You, you know, know and, so. and I'm going to give her a shout out. You know, that's Brittany Cox. And you can listen to her episode or mm -hmm. watch it up here on YouTube. And, 
Yeah, like when we had did our International Women's Month, I had reached out to her and I was just like, hey, like I'm just trying to get a list of people. If there's anybody that you could send our way, I would I would really appreciate it. And she was like, I got you. She sent me like 10 people. I was just like, hell yeah. I mean, it's only it's only four weeks in the month, but hey, we're going to reach out <laughs> to those people. And, and I want to say that list lasted us for a good couple of months. And, you know, we hey. really appreciate her. And, you know, like Trav was saying to piggyback off of what he said, like the voice acting community is so supportive. And we've been very fortunate enough to interview so many of you guys and just to see how awesome that you people are and whatnot. And Aww, that's one thing shucks. that... Yeah, that's just one thing that I love, man. And you hear that all the time. It's just that everybody in this community is very supportive. And even when I took some voiceover classes with uh, Matthew David Rudd, whose episode you can watch and listen to, um, everybody that was in that class, they were just so supportive. And Mm -hmm. people who had experience and people that were just coming in, like they just wanted to see people grow. So, you know, that's something I definitely really want to get back into is uh, doing the voiceover stuff, because that's something I always wanted to do. It's three yeah. things in life I always wanted to do. That was become a professional wrestler, do stand-up comedy, and do voice acting. I've done two of the things, and I really need to focus on doing the third. The trifecta. We'll get the you. Trifecta. We'll get we'll get that checked off. But yeah, it's, I, it's a Legend of Zelda thing. Yeah, exactly. The triforce of goals <laughs> in life. Uh-huh. Exactly. But yeah, voiceover tri- classes, like, people are just so supportive and so so genuine, too. Like... When I, like everybody in the chat, because a lot of times, you know, a lot of classes nowadays are are on Zoom. It's like everybody's yeah. in the chat, just like, you know, listening to you and telling you how much they liked your performance and what they liked yeah. about it and like where they felt like where it resonated for them. And then everyone's doing it for each other. And like you just come out feeling really good at the end of these classes. And it's just like I couldn't ask for a better community. Mm-hmm. I was going to say I, I want I want to go back and piggyback off of something that you said earlier was talking about doing like narration to pay the bills and stuff like that. And I know we get a lot of like voice actors that do, it's easy for us to just be like anime, video games, whatever. But I just feel like that works important too, especially for me. I've been starting to get into, cause I like to read, but I can't read a whole lot. And I'm, I'm on mm-hmm. the road driving a whole lot. So I've been listening to books and doing audio books and stuff like that. I think doing those kind of works is so important like it's important to ha- not just put out a book but to put out the audio book mm-hmm. of the book too yeah and it's accessible for everybody yeah who you are, have you to know, make have it accessible for issues. everybody so yeah. how do you enjoy doing that are you doing a lot of children's stuff or maybe fantasy or maybe even like um you know the kind of books that teach you stuff like you know what what kind of stuff are you doing in there Man, I do it all. Like I, um, Damn right, cat does it all. I, know, yeah. I like that. Damn right. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's going on the website. Um, yeah, I, I really do. I do. Um, I do a lot of kids' books. Uh, which, well, really cool experience. I, I will get them in like batches a lot of times, and mm-hmm. then like I'll do a bunch at once and just like send them off. And then, uh, sometimes they'll send me the kid like a physical copy of the kids' book, so like I can give them like I have younger like nephews, and like you know maybe if I ever have kids, I can be like, 
mommy read this one and like that kind of thing um but i do i actually so you you guys know kieran regan um we we do dual narration a lot where we'll read a book together and like Nice. yeah so every time like a if it's a you know multiple point of view story we'll switch right. off narrating if our characters come in you know i'll play the females he'll play the males um, we're doing one right now which we're just having so much fun like sometimes you get books that you're like you know, we're, let's just get this done and, you know, get our, you know, paycheck. You know, we're doing it. Yeah, it's it's a good book, but it's not maybe for us. Mm -hmm. But this one we were having so much fun with. We literally, like, we were talking last night after we were we did our, we, we try to record a couple chapters a day. And we are talking afterwards. And we're just like, this is so much fun. It's just so well written. And, like, there it's, like, six different characters. And I it, it it's, like, it's announced that we're doing it. It's called The Cursebound Thief by uh, Megan O'Russell. It is... It's a YA novel, you know, it's for, you know, teens, young adults, but mm -hmm. it's like a heist book and there's like six different characters, it's like three males, three females, so we each get to like really work our range and like they just have really good dialogue, it's just such good writing, there's like obviously each character kind of fits an archetype, but like there's nuance to the characters, they're so fun to play and it's like yeah, I I am excited to do more every time that we get to do a session together for it. And um, but yeah, other than that, like when I do get to do audiobooks, they're long. They're a marathon. Oh, it's, yeah. <laughs> we're working on it for a couple weeks, like sometimes a month, depends how long it is, several hours and a day. And it's like it's fun, though, because you get to try new characters, try new voices, try new accents. And it's like a very safe space to do that. And then you can be like, whoa, I did this character and I can like actually do this. And then sometimes you get an audition later and you're like, oh, my God, this character from this book. I that's like exactly what this character in this audition is. I'm just going to throw that in. Sometimes you book it and you're like, whoa, look at that. I gained something more from the audiobook. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, I do. I do a, pretty, pretty much like every genre you can imagine. I've done sci-fi i've done i do a lot of ya because that's kind of where my voice fits the most and mm -hmm. also children's books because i can do you know some of the more higher pitched voices kind of deal yeah, I can so hear so yeah, you know i've been plugging people all day you know who we've interviewed i'll let you do this one cat you know you just mentioned karen regan so you know tell people what they can do to listen to karen's episode oh well they can go on your youtube and they can find Karen's episode. And you and I'm going to watch it. I'm going to watch it right after this because I haven't watched it yet. And I can't wait to see what Karen had to say. And, um, yeah, go check it out. Great dude. Oh, hey, yeah, great dude. And it's crazy because when we had interviewed Karen, I remember we were talking about when we were all in school and whatnot. And when I was in high school, I used to act like I was going Super Saiyan and whatnot. And Karen was <laughs> telling us when he was in high school – that, you know, kids would be acting like they were from Attack on Titan and sometimes they would be doing the Naruto run and all this other stuff. And it's just always cool to hear, you know, from different generations, like how it was when they were in school and whatnot. So what was the big mm -hmm. nerdum going on? Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. So, uh, you know, something that I had saw when I was, you know, getting the slideshow behind me together was that <laughs> you're a cosplayer. And I am. I have a series on YouTube called Who's That Cosplayer, where I interview cosplayers and whatnot. And, uh, you know, so now I'm going to turn this into a little mini Who's That Cosplayer. So, hey. you know, t tell everybody that's listening, like, how did you get into cosplay? Oh, well, well, as you, if you've 
been watching so far, you can tell maybe if you are very good at inferring things that I'm a big nerd. And um, I remember, like, I I would, back in the day, I would go on Tumblr.com and I would see other cosplayers and I'd be like, oh, I want to do that so bad. And I remember my very first con, I was 15 years old and my mom took me and I think it was Boston Comic Con, which they don't even call it that anymore. I think they call it like Boston Fan Expo now. But she took me to my very first con and she was very confused, but she was like, you know what, whatever's <laughs> going to make Cat happy is fine. I'm, uh, Whatever, I'll go do it. Um, and I cosplayed as Ness from Earthbound, nice. and it was like I, it, you know, I just bought all the like I bought the shirt, and I like didn't wear a wig or anything. I just had the hat, and like a like I couldn't bring the baseball bat because you know got a convention. <laughs> but well, I had maybe the if you would have brought the peanut butter and jelly, then you could have brought the baseball bat. That's you know what I'm true. That's oh, why did I think about that? Um, but yeah, was, yeah, and then from there it was just like I had so much fun, and I just love cons, and then I kind of. I didn't. I I went here and there. I didn't go as much in high school after that. But then I hit college and I met, you know, all my nerdy friends. And then uh -huh. like PAX East, Anime Boston, they were all down the street from us. Um, and we'd all go together, and it was just so much fun. And I was like, I I have I have a job now. I can spend real money and like mm -hmm. get a really cool cosplay and like. I've done like Ash from Overwatch. I nice. uh, most most recently I did Lisa from Genshin. I done Siri from The Witcher. Mm. Oh, I've I've done who else have I done? I've done I did like Officer Jenny one year from Pokemon. Nice. Um, yeah, so it, it's just so fun to go, and then my friends will dress up when we go, and like just getting to like buy spend so much money at, in the artist alley yeah. and like it in the dealer's room and getting to go to the panels and getting to see voice actors there that's really cool and then the pandemic hit and then uh, cons weren't happening as much and i i want to go to a con so bad i almost went to anime expo but they sold out and also i was like oh big crowd in covid i'm scared but then right. i got nah, covid yeah. anyways right after i didn't even go so <laughs> whatever <Yeah. laughs> no that that's a that's an awesome uh i was about to say origin story i mean it is it's a second origin story you yeah. know uh when i interview some cosplayers you know some of the older ones they always say that they watched anime when they were elementary and middle school. Then they stopped watching it when they got to high school because they didn't want to get bullied for being a nerd and whatnot. But then mm -hmm. once they got to college, they started watching anime again. And then they started going to the cons. Like one of the cosplayers I interviewed, uh, Bumblebee's Cos, whose interview you can watch here on the channel. She was saying that she stopped watching it because Inuyasha was her favorite thing. And she knows, <laughs> she knows the lyrics to each and every song from Inuyasha. Because, I mean, like all of those songs were fire. Right. And she said that how she got back into cosplaying was her and her friend, they took a trip to Japan. And her favorite anime besides Inuyasha was uh, Cardcaptor Sakura. Oh, wow. And yeah. when she went to Japan, she saw the cosplay there. And she bought that cosplay. And when she came back to America, she went to a con and she cosplayed as Sakura. And I was just like, yo, that's some real life anime type thing. It's just like, I went to Japan, I came back and I found myself. I had the eye <laughs> to type. <laughs> I want to go to Japan so bad. Oh, I got, we all do. It's my, yeah, we it's all my do. big thing. <laughs> I know. Don't we all? It's my big like thing that I'm saving for. Like, I mm -hmm. think I told myself next time I book a big like national commercial that is going to the Japan fund. So, well, someday. hey, look. 
Hey, Trav got the helicopter. All you got to right. do is just feed them. Just feed them and <laughs> put gas in it. And uh, he'll get you to where you need to go. But Perfect. Uh, I, go ahead, Trav. I was going to say, I do want to ask, how do your friends feel about, you know, this this career that you got now? If you're still friends with them, you they know, from are, college days. They are very supportive. They think it's very cool. And they're just like... You know, some I hang out with a lot of voice actors, and sometimes all I do is like, ah, voice acting, voice acting, voice acting. And then it, my my friends from college came and visited L.A. a couple weeks ago, and or uh, 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 June, I think. When what what is time? I don't know what what day well, it is. Right. Uh, <laughs> um, but they like they were they're just so supportive, and they're like, it's so cool what you're doing, and like like people, I guess like people from my college still like they'll be like, oh, it's so cool what Cat's doing, and um, like my my friends and my my parents and my family it's a i do a lot of commercials so it's a little more accessible to them than you know like the anime and the games mm-hmm. and yeah. that kind of stuff and like a uh, cool cool thing that happened um i have a commercial going right now that um it's still airing but it specifically was airing during uh the nba finals and my friends were visiting and we were in santa monica at a bar and because the game was on it was like the sound was on in the whole bar and all of a sudden i hear my own voice and i was like wait a second that's Uh me uh so that that was a very cool moment and getting to share that with like my best friends who i've known for so many years and who you know, I don't get to see them a lot because they're on the East Coast still, but every day, like, I text them all the time, and they're just like, oh, my God, just heard your commercial, or it's so cool what you're doing, and we're so proud of you, and it was really cool to share that moment with them. Yeah, that's awesome. So, yeah, that is yeah. awesome. I love that. So yeah. I want to ask you, uh, you know, what are some animes that you would love to lend your voice to, and is it JoJo's uh, Bizarre Adventure? I, it, it is absolutely JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Are you Yes, I I want to be. I would love to be in that anime. I've uh, Chainsaw Man. I've I read oh, all yeah, of I the Chainsaw wait. Man manga in like two days. I was so invested. You saw the new pictures they released for the anime? No, I haven't. Oh yeah, oh, they, they released new digi- They released new artwork for the anime coming out. Fire! I gotta go I'm, look I'm, that. I'm that anime is gonna be crazy. It's gonna be crazy. Um, I'm a big shoujo fan, mm-hmm. so like any magical girl anime like i would love to be in um if they ever do a princess tutu reboot i really hope they call me because that is one of my favorite or an escaflone reboot yeah that's a a throwback right yeah right oh no yeah and not many people know escaflone and it's like that is one of it is near and dear to my heart um what what other anime would i want to be in oh i Fairy Tale was like one of the very first anime that I really watched. Right. Like I would come home from class every day and like watch like that was what I did is I would watch Fairy Tale until I finished it. And I know they're doing like the 100 year quest is that what it's called 100 yep. year quest arc? I know they're like doing that as an anime. Yeah. I'm like, "Please put me in. Put me in, coach. Put me in." That's, that's right. I'm still waiting on my season two of Little Witch Academia, man. <gasps> I me any, and the kids oh, been waiting for years. Anything <laughs> Trigger puts out, if Studio uh-huh. Trigger puts out an uh-huh. anime, I want to be for in sure. it. Yeah, I love Studio Trigger. I love Little Witch Academia mm-hmm. so much. I really hope it gets another season. I I love that show. I love Kill a Kill was one of the first ones that I back in the day when I <laughs> when I first really got into anime. I would like 
watch things weekly and I would want to know what happened. So I wouldn't even wait for the subs. I would like try and find a, a live stream of the TV channel in Japan and like <laughs> just watch it raw and be like, I don't know what's happening. Like I did that with like uh, Kill Kill. I did it with Free. I did it with Noragami. I did it with the first season of Attack on Titan. And I miss those days when I had so, so much crazy. time. The only time I ever did that was when High School of the Dead was running. Like Ooh. when it aired, I would watch it live as it aired over there and there was no subtitles and Subtitle, I remember uh-huh. I was watching it. Me and my boy would get together and we would just watch it every like Friday when it came out. And, yes. Yeah. It's awesome watching things as they premiere and like especially really big hype shows like My Hero Academia, Attack on mm-hmm. Titan. And it's like the whole world well, the whole world isn't like a good chunk of people online are talking about it. And it's just so cool. I, that's why I'm really excited for Chainsaw Man. So the people that haven't read the manga yet can just see the beauty that is yeah, the gory beauty that is Chainsaw mm-hmm. Man. I'm very excited. Yeah, I feel like for me, uh, the first anime that I ever did that for was uh, Dragon Ball Super. Because mm. it's like, you know, everybody was hyped because Dragon Ball was coming back. And I remember we had to wait for those subs. So it's just like when it would come out and you would just watch it raw because you didn't want to be spoiled about anything. And yeah. <laughs> it was just, it, it was, it was a cool feeling, but you know, a lot of times Dragon Ball Super wasn't really uh, the best as it continued right. to go on. Unfortunately. Or unfortunately, but when oh. it first started, people were hyped, but then it was like, eh, you know, so I mean. There's a new movie for? coming out, right? For Dragon uh-huh. Ball? Uh-huh. Hey, and, and we got to do the, Trav, I'll let you do the shout out. Go ahead. Look, man, if you're in the Virginia area, because that's where we're based at, if we will be at the Cinema Cafe for the English dub premiere of Dragon Ball Super Heroes. And we'll be there. We'll be interviewing people before the movie starts. Uh-huh. Getting to see what people are looking forward to. We'll be talking to people after the movie for the red carpet premiere at Cinema Cafe. And you know what's, man, Dragon Ball Z is so important to this podcast because Dragon Ball Z is how me and Banks met. Yeah. Our Aww. very first episode was us coming Dragon back uh-huh. after the Dragon Ball Broly movie. And talking about that movie, that was our first episode. So, you know, all these years later, now we get to do the red carpet event at the movie theaters uh-huh. here locally. You never, know like, what's, you never know what's going to happen. It's crazy. Yeah, it's I love crazy. when things come full circle. Yeah. It's so cool. Well, that's awesome. Oh, my God. Thank Will you, you pick me hey, up and for in the, the helicopter? Next one, we'll be out in L.A. Yeah, doing try, the red yeah, carpet. Try, yeah, pick her up Let's in the helicopter. Yeah, pick her up in the helicopter. Hey, Trav, I, I thought that you was going to say the other thing, but you know me. I'm always plugging people and doing the name drops up. You know, our good friend, Jason Renoka, whose episode that you can either listen to or watch up here on YouTube, he's going to be in the Dragon Ball Super Superheroes movie. And uh, he's voicing Carmine, which is one of the main villains in the movie. So, hey, make sure that you uh, check out that episode, too. Yo, Trav, I feel like this is the first episode where we've done a lot of name drops. You've done been, a lot of name drops. I, I mean, well, I mean, you got to promote. You got you you to promote, promote, man. You yeah, got to promote, promote. They're so all way, so people, cool. Yeah, so... All right, so, you know, we're getting close to the end of the interview. And uh, if D was here, D always has his uh, famous two questions that he likes to wrap the interviews up with. So I'll ask the first one, and then, Trav, you can ask the second one. Uh, The first question is, what is one of your favorite 80s or 90s movie, or both? (gasps) Oh, man. And is this, like, anime, or can this be any movie? Anything. Anything, yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, All dogs go to gosh. heaven. Oh, <laughs> you can't... Oh, my God. You can't do this at the end. I need to think about it. Uh, oh, man. <laughs> 80s or 90s movie? Hmm. 
Well, now I'm thinking 80s, and I, this may be a very basic answer, but I just, like, really love this movie is Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Like, I just love, like, 80s movies are just so cool and so fun. They are cool. And, they yeah. Are. And uh, I love, it, it, I guess we'll, we'll do 90s, too. I love the movie Clueless a lot. Oh, me too. So. That's Trav's favorite? Oh, my God. It's not yeah. my favorite, but I do like Clueless. It's <laughs> hey, so this good. Man, hey. Cat, this man wanted to do a, a yeah, what 25th, did I try to get us to do? <laughs> he wanted us to do a 25th anniversary episode of Clueless. I, I I'm got just, I, like I, me and what, D. I got shut down. Let me just me say D was just like, hey, this is a nerd podcast. How dare they do that to you? Exactly. <laughs> nope. Hey, you I can still D tie was it in. Here. You got Ant Ant Man 25 years prior. And, still looking the same. Look, you know what I mean? Hey, you look, can. man, we won't we won't do it at twenty. Like talking <laughs> a, a whole hour about. I don't even know Clueless. if Banks has seen Clueless. To be <laughs> no, I have seen Clueless, and I've seen Clueless the TV show. Cat, have you seen the TV show? I didn't know there was a TV show. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I think it only it got one season. To move. Yeah, it, it was no, 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 no. It was like I want to say it was two because I think the first season came on NBC, and then the second season came on UPN back in the day. Because I oh. think they ch- they changed the characters up there. I think uh, Donald Faison and uh, uh, what's her name? Uh, <clears throat> I'm mad. I can't. What's her name, Trav? I'm mad. I can't remember her name. Uh, uh, Dame that Stacy Dash. They were the only two people that returned oh. from the from the movie. first season. Mm. Yeah, they gotta yeah. get Paul Rudd back. Hey, Paul Rudd moved on to bigger things at that time. <laughs> He said, I, he said I'm, I'm good. I'm good. So, uh, so Trav, go ahead with the Sorry. second question. So I'm most excited about Chainsaw Man because I still don't feel like, like there's some really good horror anime. You know, you got your Elf and Lead, Parasites, pretty gory, Tokyo mm-hmm. Ghoul kind of, you know, I don't know if you've ever seen Serial Experiment Land. Stuff like that. I've been, but, that's, that's like next on my list of things to watch. I've heard Yeah, that one's really, really weird. Um, but yeah, I'm just really excited about it because there's just not a whole lot of horror horror anime like that. So we got to ask you, you know, we're all horror heads on the podcast. Growing mm. up, what is something that scared you, spooked you, stuck with you? Not even necessarily movie related, you know. Maybe you saw a ghost in the window or, you know, anything, man. Grandma had weird dolls. You know, you know what's, what scared you, stuck with you that you're like, yeah, I can't do it. Well, okay, I have two stories, and one of them is, like, a real-life experience. The other one is, like, something I watched. So cut me off if we're running out of time. Oh, no, we're going to need both of those. Okay, sick. Uh, The the first one is, and I'm a very big studio Ghibli fan. Mm -hmm. Uh, When I was very young, my I think I went to, like, my uncle's house, and we watched Spirited Away, Mm -hmm. and No Face scared the sh of me and it, it became <laughs> my childhood horror i was so scared of no face it was no face and then et those are my two <laughs> fears when i was a kid and i had to have a nightlight because i thought they were gonna appear in my doorway um and then uh i guess like a very scary thing that happened to me and i don't know if, i don't know if i believe in ghosts or not but um Maybe maybe after that, yeah, that makes me want to believe. But when I was younger, I think I was in like sixth grade, my friend and I would have a lot of sleepovers and slumber parties. And one day she was telling me how she had like a, um, a uh, what's the word, guardian angel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, she said its name was Apple because it had like two very red, like blush. Cheek. Yeah, mm-hmm. it had very red cheeks. And yeah. um, 
one day we were having a sleepover and what we used to do is we had like a big air mattress and we just blow it up and both sleep on it on my floor. And I woke up in the middle of the night and there was a woman standing over our air mattress and I looked at her and she had two very red cheeks. Wow. And, um... I I I don't know if I was dreaming. It felt too real to be a dream because I like I sat up and we just kind of looked at each other for a minute, and then yeah. I cut. I guess like young me was like this, and I just like <laughs> laid back down and went back to bed. And um, the next morning, I was like, I think I saw Apple last night, and my friend was like, Oh yeah, she watches over me, and I was like, Cool, 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 awesome. See, I thought you were gonna say. You know, kind of like in those documentaries where it's like they thought it was a guardian angel, but, but it, it wasn't. wasn't. But it was it a wasn't. demon. It <laughs> was a scary monster. Oh my god, no, that's that's hilarious, man. I I thought that that story was gonna go south, and <laughs> yeah. I thought I thought Apple was gonna be like, swear to me. <laughs> <laughs> No, I, I, I don't know. I don't know if it was a dream, but it was uh, very spooky. And I think about it a lot. And I go, that's scary. I don't like that's that. That's the thing. You just don't know. Were you dreaming? Do you just have uh -huh. a big imagination? Or was it real? And uh, I don't know if I believe in spirits neither. But I do. I'm like half in. It's so hard, man. I always go back and forth. I that's always go back said. and forth. <laughs> <laughs> I know I you know that's what she said I also go back and forth because it's like you know sometimes some really spooky shit happens and you're it like it does yeah mm -hmm. maybe yeah like I know uh when I was a kid my cousin he had went to sleep one night and then the next day he had a scar on his back <gasps> and he was just like yeah I got that because I had said Candyman's name five times oh and Candyman <laughs> And he got the scar. He said Candyman scarred him on his back while and he was sleeping. Banks don't play about Candyman. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> look. Hey, hey, he he said the reason why he didn't scream was because Candyman told him if he screamed, he was gonna kill him. So that's <laughs> uh, and you know me back then, I believed everything that my cousin said. I, I remember when <laughs> uh, he told me how you know Michael Michael Jackson, like how his skin got bleached because they were they were playing hide and go seek, and he went and hid in the laundry room and. <laughs> <laughs> a, bucket, a bucket of bleach fell on him and then yeah, you was like uh-huh uh-huh uh -huh, i was yeah. just like that's that's what happened like yeah but that's uh those are the stories friends when he went to school i did tell my friends <laughs> all of that stuff man i mean he even told me like in resident evil 2 that the like the zombies the outbreak started because a firefighter was hungry <laughs> and he bit another firefighter oh, and like the, and the firefighter turned into a zombie and i was just like oh okay like that makes <laughs> sense and when i would tell people that actually played the game they was just like that doesn't happen there was a virus that i was just like oh well my cousin told me that but anyway thank you cat for joining us Absolutely. we are at the thank end you. of the interview it was awesome talking to you and you too you know learning a lot about you and whatnot and i hope that you know, everybody that either watches or listens to this, that they learn a lot more about you because, you know, it's the same thing like I always say about on Who's That Cosplayer. It's just like when you look at people online, you only see videos or pictures. You don't know who the people are. They're just posting their stuff. So I hope that a lot of your fans, that they got a chance to learn a little bit more about you. So thank Aww. you again for joining us. Thank you. Thanks You're for welcome. having me. You're welcome. And uh, before we let you go, let everybody in social media land know where they can find you. Oh, yes. Okay. Uh, Twitter and Instagram are uh, just my name, at Capritano. 
Uh, and uh, uh, my website is capritano.com where you can see what I'm up to. And that's about all the social media I do. I need to I need to be cooler. Oh, uh, sometimes I stream not as much anymore, but I'm going to try and get back into it. So when I do, it is uh, Capritano VA on Twitch if I ever nice. get back into it. <laughs> what were you streaming? Uh, a lot of Final Fantasy fourteen, And I would do collab streams with my other friends, too. Okay. So. I like that. Yeah. Bro, you know, I can't say guys because D isn't here, but, man, Cat was an awesome person, man. So awesome. Even better than expected. Exactly, man. And you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna send her a friend request on Facebook. You know, it's like now it will no longer be a friend suggestion. It'll be a friend. And you got a friend in me. Uh-huh. You know it. You know it, man. You know what's up. And you, you know, know it's it's, it's 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 crazy, man, because like I said, I think me and Kat, we really did come from the same planet and you know, it's not so often that you get to, you know, hear somebody else's origin story and it sounds similar to yours. So y'all make sure that y'all go and support her and follow her on all of her social media accounts. And, uh, you know, D, he's out there. He's saving the world. We hope that he'll be back soon. But, you know, he's been a busy man. He, mm -hmm. hey, you know, Trav, he's been saving the world so much. It, it's kind of like those 90s movies where it's just like, well, where are the other heroes at? That's right. Like, where, <laughs> where, where's, Bank, where's Banks and Trav at? It's oh, always you. Hey, you know, hey, for, hey, for certain for certain jobs, you only need one guy. And you can follow D <laughs> at rebellious underscore underscore D23 at Instagram.com, as he always says. And uh, Trav, let them know where they can find you at in social media land. That's right. You know you can find me on the Instagram at ZK Audio, where I'm also on the Twitter at T-R-A-V-I-O-S-E-K, where I'm also on Letterboxd at the same name. Let me clarify that. And I want to let everybody know, if you haven't yet, Bell, HBO Max. It's streaming live on HBO Max. Watch it. That's all I can say. Hosada right. does it again. Mm -hmm. That's right. And uh, you know where you can find me, your hero, Benjamin Banks, at, at King Benji underscore Banks on Twitter and Instagram. You can find me on Facebook at Benjamin Banks. I should be the first person to pop up. If not, then I need to contact Mr. Zuckerberg. Again, if you live in the 757, Please come to Kemp's River Cinema Cafe, where your boys will be at this week, doing the live Q&A for Dragon Ball Super Superheroes. Hey, fresh off a of Superstar anime. Fresh off a of Superstar Ball anime. Hey, your boys are running wild. We got a lot of cool stuff that we're doing this month. And uh, like I said, if you're in the 757, come out there and see us. And if you're not in the 757, you know, make sure that you look at wherever we're going to be streaming at on live, whether it's Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. Make sure that uh, you join in and, uh, you know, just say hello. Also, make sure that you follow all of the Leveling Up with Benjamin Bank social media accounts so that way you could see the live stream at Leveling Up Banks. That is on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Subscribe to us on YouTube at Leveling Up with Benjamin Banks where we have finally reached our goal. Your boys have cracked the code and we are in the 1000 Club. Trav, that's good news, man. Hey, hey, we've come a long way, and I'm really hey, proud and happy of it. Not man. just 1,000 Club. We over 1,000. Over 1,000. Over 1,000. But yeah, I'm, I'm proud of us. And thank you, everybody, for subscribing to us and watching and listening to us each and every week. We have a Patreon. If you're feeling generous and would love to donate to us, it is at Leveling Up Banks. Thank you to all our patrons that donate to us because it really helps us keep doing the cool things that we keep on doing. And keep putting smiles on you guys' faces. So with that being said, keep that pinky up. Stay positive. We'll see you next time on Leveling Up with Benjamin Banks. Peace.